sometimes it's um sometimes it's difficult sometimes what we do is big i um i had an ex-husband who got a brain disease and i hung in there with him as long as i could and one day he was he was different he became somebody different and he physically abused me and i ended it my goal was to take care of him until he died because he was the love of my life and i couldn't fulfill that and mm -hmm. i still struggle with that a little bit and i have to remind myself that i did the very best i could at the time yeah um but I still have pain. I think I have forgiven myself, but I still have pain. This is The Jar Podcast, where real people have real conversations. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to The Jar. It's a beautiful Saturday morning here in Boise. A little bit cloudy, kind of a dark gray spring morning. And just kind of driving through some of the light rain from last night. On my way over to meet our next guest, uh, Duffy Benton, in her office here on the a little side street in a, in a kind of a beautiful little business park. And we're sitting at her desk. We've got the big jar number four in front of us, all the lenses on it from, uh, from my great friend Ron, the, the glass blower. And we're sitting here and we're going to get to hear Duffy's story. And it's a very interesting person. And Really can't wait to see where the jar takes you, Duffy. Welcome to the jar, and uh, why don't you tell us the audience a little bit, uh, a little bit about yourself? Okay. Good morning. Um, I um, have been an insurance agent for a little over twenty years, and I decided to join this today because I have a grown daughter who is a brain tumor survivor, and while we took the journey. I felt like had I had someone who could have given me some information, it would have been a lot easier just knowing um, possibilities and what to experience because it's it's been quite a ride. Mm. Um, she, um, we found her tumor when she was a functioning adult, kind of. She'd gone to um, college and then decided she wanted to be a hairstylist and was functioning, but she... She just became a little um, off a little more every few years. She went through things like um, she actually ended up blind, and we didn't know she was blind because she also lost her short and long-term memory and couldn't remember to tell us she couldn't see. Um, and then she finally um, was at the point where I thought she had um, maybe done some pretty serious drugs or... Um, somebody told me she was schizophrenic. Um, she just became this totally other person. Um, and she was still sweet and sad. And, you know, I just didn't give up on her. I took her to the doctor and she'd forget appointments. And we did a, we did blood work and finally found out that she probably had a brain tumor. We did the MRI and she, um, had a hard time even getting through that, and I went in with her and came out, and she was really um, agitated, and I said, so maybe if I stay out, it'll be better, and the doctor said, well, we've seen everything we need to see, and I said, and what did you see? And he said, well, we found an irregularity, and I said, well, what might that be? And he said, well, it could be a lot of things, and I, of course, persisted, because that's, because when you're the mother bear, that's what you do. 
And he said, well, it could be, and I said, could it be a brain tumor? And he said, it could be. So then he made a different appointment for her to get a better MRI, a closed MRI, and I went back in the back where you're not supposed to go and looked at the picture of my daughter's brain, and I could see that damn brain tumor, and I knew exactly what it was, and it was too big. Mm-hmm. So I said to the technician, where's the least, the last place in the world you'd want to have a brain tumor? And he said, I'm not a doctor. And I said, I, I think I knew that, but where? And he pointed exactly where it was, and, and, um, and, the, and the tumor took out her pituitary gland, her damaged her hypothalamus, and oh. took out the pituitary stock, and she wow. was blind. Um, and then she was in a coma, and we had a better MRI the next day. I had to physically hold her arms up to even put her clothes on her. And um, then we wheeled her literally after meeting with the neurosurgeon to the intensive care unit. Um, and they told us that she might not make it through the night. Um, so, of course, I stayed with her. Um, she, she had her surgery the next morning. They were going to put it off till after Christmas. This was December 23rd when we put her in intensive care. And she had had a fever of 105, and her fever broke. And um, so they did the surgery the next day. The doctor came out seven hours later and said, she has not only survived, but we think she's going to have vision. And she does. She's, um, she's, she's very funny because she has almost no short-term memory. She was a size four when we found the tumor and put her in the hospital. And fast forward 20-some years, and she's about a size 3X, and they told us that she would either have one or two things happen. She would either end up in a hospital with a feed tube because of the hypothalamic damage, and she was metabolizing everything too quickly, or she would be heavy, and the doctor who told me that was this cute little heavy guy, and he said, we're pretty lovable too. (laughs) And she is heavy, and that's hard on her. Physically, emotionally, it's just hard on her. She's, um, you know, she's tough. I, you know, she's got a strong faith in God, a great sense of humor. Um, and a potty mouth like her mama, and she's wonderful. She's just a delight. It is, however, challenging to watch her suffer. There's something very wrong and broken about watching your only child suffer, knowing there's nothing you can do about it. I, I have no doubt that had I not hung in there with her through all of her craziness, and there were many years of some pretty hard times, I have no doubt she would have died. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not taking credit for saving her life because I'm pretty clear that God's in charge of that. However, um, I can say that if I had abandoned her, like a lot of homeless people are abandoned, she would have died. She would not have made it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <clears throat> so she's, um, she's a gift. She's a blessing. She's a challenge. And um, I just feel lucky to have her. And she's your daughter. Yes, she is my daughter. <laughs> so amazing. Wow. Well, I think this will be an interesting journey for the jar. All right. Um, can't wait to see where the jar takes you. Let's yeah. get started. All right. Yeah, pull a question and have a look. I'll read it for the audience. And see where we go. Okay. Do you think more about tomorrow when the sunset comes, or do you reflect on the day that's coming to an end? Mostly I reflect on the day that's come to an end. Did I make a difference? Um, how's my daughter? Obviously, that's in my head always. Um, but I don't, I don't go tomorrow till, to tomorrow until tomorrow. Until tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have it yet. 
we had today. And so um, sometimes I look at being in business, things I did that were good, and sometimes I look at things I needed to have maybe taken a step back and a little more time to reflect on and ha handle it differently. I hope that that makes a difference for me. I think it does. Mm -hmm. Maybe not as much as I'd like, but I think it matters. Should charity always be big like a telethon? No. No, absolutely not. I volunteer for a group here in Boise called Interfaith Sanctuary. Um, it's interfaith because it doesn't matter what faith you are. On the board, there's, I think, every possible religion is is part of that. Okay. Um, and I don't do the, I don't help with the people, but I do um, fundraising because I think that makes a difference. And I, I believe that anything we do is huge. I don't care if it's donating five dollars, if that's all you have to give, or or five million. I think every bit counts. Sometimes even so much as when you see the people begging on the streets, if you just look at those people and smile, um, I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th there's. I was thinking of that the other day. They're, they're still human. I mean, they're still humans with feelings and emotions, and a smile would make a difference. I, I think about, it, it wasn't very long after we found my daughter's tumor in downtown Boise by the YMCA, which is interesting. Um, a woman had been found dead a woman about my daughter's age at the time. Mm -hmm. And we later found out that she was she had a she had a, a, a brain injury like my daughter. And I thought, had I not hung in there with my daughter, um, that could have been her. It would have been her. So it would have so you have to I believe as humans, we have to care about our fellow person. I I think we have to. And that doesn't mean we have to give everything we have, but it does mean we have to have compassion and and not judge, not judge them. Because mm -hmm. we don't we don't know what they've been through. I also believe that people who are normal and healthy, they're not on the street. I think our, our street people are, are ill for whatever reason, and we don't know what those reasons are, but I think we have to remember that, that they're people too. Yeah, and they have a story. Oh, they do, yeah. Yeah, they have a story. One that would probably break our hearts that we can't even imagine. It would probably break your heart. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Off to, a, I think, I like the start. Who would you spend the last day of your life with? Oh, my daughter. That's easy. That's just so easy. That's end of conversation. Yeah, done. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Are prayers answered sometimes in ways we may not understand? Oh, absolutely. In fact, sometimes in retrospect, years ago, I was smoking. And I was outside my office um, smoking, sneak smoking, because I didn't want anybody to see me. And I had to go back in the office and I came back out and the jar that I had put my cigarette butt out in was still sm smoldering. And had I not gone back out, um, it would have started the place on fire. Typically, oh. I would not oh, have gone back goodness. out. And I remember at that moment thinking, thank you, God. <laughs> yeah. Because I, it, was, I, it was illogical for me to have gone back out. So um, I think that he sent me out there. To get rid of that cigarette butt. <laughs> I know that's silly, but it's what I think. Uh, well, I mean, perception's reality. What is faith without a challenge, without testing it? Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know that I know the answer. I think, I think we're always challenged. I think we're challenged. I know I'm challenged every single day. Mm. Sometimes so often I think I'm in the twilight zone. Um, 
Do I have to say that sometimes? I think I think um, I think all faith is challenged. I think it has to be. I think that's what strengthens faith mm. is to be challenged. And I think we have to go back to the end of the day when we think about what happened, and we um, we know that that's what happened. We were challenged. Yeah, what the challenge was. Has there been a lesson in life that's defined who you are? I don't know. That's too big. Yeah, There's it. probably so many things. Well, you can set it aside. We can let's come back to it. On the side. Yeah, let's put that one on the side. That's a that is a good. That's a. I I like that one for you actually. That's. You're getting some tough. It's 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 a tough a Saturday morning. It's a hard way to start your Saturday. You're gonna have to dig <clears> deeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe put your arm in a little further. Maybe the the easy ones are on the bottom. What's your biggest regret? My biggest regret is that I didn't spend more time in school. I didn't go back. I didn't continue college. I got a bachelor's, but I didn't go further. That's my biggest regret. I did not understand the importance oh. at the time. What would you have, I mean, looking now, what would you have pursued? If I could start it totally over? Yeah, what, yeah. or even looking back, what would you have pursued? Well, most of my college is in the medical field, and that's kind of my thing. Um, I think I would have, of course, in perfection, I'd love to have been a doctor. Hmm. Yeah, I know. It's kind of hard to believe. I'm not sure my science was strong enough, but um, I, I actually was in training to be a, a PA years and years and years ago, and then my husband got transferred, so so I gave it up. So I wish I, I really probably wish I hadn't given it up. That's the end of that. That's it. Sometimes we got regrets. Do you believe in or sometimes practice self-reflection? And how often? Looking at your life or looking at your actions? I look at my actions every day. Yeah, you mentioned you kind of mentioned that at the end of the day. Yeah, it's. I think it's important. I think it's critical, not just important. Um, as my life, I, I sometimes look at my life, but not. Um, you know, the, I can't change what's happened, so mm -hmm. it does. I don't. I don't want to get bogged down with. I, I don't do regrets well. I don't want to get bogged down with that. So I look at what I've done, and and I'm I'm probably pretty critical. Um, I think that's all there is yeah. to say on that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not big on regrets myself. Yeah, I don't think they work. I think you either take a look at what you've done and you move forward. Um, sometimes I have to stand myself up in front of the mirror and say, "Okay, you need to get clear on what's going on, um, and what you want." And what you're actually creating, um, but I don't do regrets real well. Yeah, I'm not a big. They don't serve a purpose. How do you personally keep hope alive? Well, I pray. That's important for me. Um, I just remind myself it's a new day. One of the things I do that really is very functional in my life is before my feet hit the floor, I come up with a minimum of five things I'm thankful for. Mm. And 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 sometimes I go as high as ten. Um, it's not. It's it's a sweet way to start my day. And that um, that's maybe how I do it. I don't know. Well, gratitude is powerful. I think it is too. I think it's yeah. critical. Yeah. I find myself doing a bit more of that now. As we get older, we get wiser. Yeah, yeah, and and I think this journey I'm on is also a good opportunity to kind of kind of just take some gratitude in what's being offered to me. I would think. I'm just 
You don't have to look very far to be really thankful. When I was really young, my mother, who was brilliant, um, said, you, you would be surprised that you would not change places with anyone if you really took a look. And I remember, because we grew up oh, that's relatively so poor, I know. And wow. but it was easy to see all the people with everything. And we had little. And then she went back to school and, and she actually got her anesthesia degree. But, but, but she was very wise. Um, and that when she said that, I, at the time I thought, oh, right. But yeah, boy, sure. it's true. Yeah. Boy, it's true. Yeah. This journey, in, you know, the jar has brought me, you know, inside some people's lives. And I'm, successful people, the people on the outside, things look great, but it's not always easy. It's not mm -hmm. always that great. Yeah. Life is hard. Do you like that though? <laughs> That's a great wisdom. She would not change. I know. She was brilliant. My mother was brilliant. Is being at peace with yourself related to being at peace with others? In so much as that, you, I don't personally believe you can be at peace with others if you're not at peace with yourself. Mm. I think it has to start from within. That's part of that getting your face in front of the mirror and saying, okay, it's time to get real. You know what? Today you were a bitch. You reacted poorly. You were um, whatever. Or mm. you know what? You really were good to that person, and that's really important to, to show that kindness. And and the truth is that I'm all of those things. I'm Some days I'm cranky and some days i feel sorry for people who work for me and some days i feel like they're really lucky <laughs> to work for me <laughs> um, i love that it's true yeah it is we, we i think we all have i think we all have pieces of everything and i think the only way to to, to make ourselves better is to keep taking that look in the mirror I, I like the reflection part right just try to keep getting better yeah Okay, let's see where the jar goes now. Oh yeah, that's quite a jar. It's 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 deliberate, right? It's not yes. dis, not disappointed. No, it's kind of surprising. <laughs> <laughs> where does hope fail or fall short? Maybe when we're too critical of ourselves, or or if we're hanging out in judgment. I think possibly. Hmm. Our expectations. Maybe that's really what it comes down to. If we expect unreasonable things or too much, then we lose hope sometimes. Mm. Yeah, because the expectation's too great. Uh huh. Or inappropriate. Or yeah, wrong. Or just wrong, right? Yeah. 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 Expectation is an interesting thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's. Um, I keep coming back to this guy Gary V. who's a mark, kind of a marketing guy, um, and he's one of his. He was a, he's got quite a Twitter presence, and he was saying, if you don't want to ever be disappointed in someone, or you don't want to upset yourself, you don't want to have disappointment, don't put expectations on people, mm -hmm. and you'll never be disappointed. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like so simple. I'm not sure if it's practical. I think it is. But it, it, Think yeah. about it. It's like, wow. how hard is it to not put an expectation how someone will act or behave or react? I mean, we haven't, I think that's part of human nature, maybe, is to expect someone to do something like this based on our own... Desires? Yeah, or our own feet, where we're standing in our own shoes, right? And then they don't, and then you become disappointed. But don't you think that's like almost everything else It becomes a habit? I can tell you that I have worked the last, prop since my daughter's brain tumor, I have worked diligently and checking my expectations because 
I guess I just don't like disappointment. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, it's so powerful when he said it. I realized, wow, you know, that I can look around and see people when they're upset about something. It's usually because somebody else didn't do what they thought they should do. And they're exactly. like, you can't control people. Exactly. Not at all. Yeah. So <laughs> you're just setting yourself up for serial, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to be upset serially in your life. Painful. And it's painful sometimes. Yeah. And it's all self-inflicted. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. interesting. I, I have a philosophy. If I, if I loan somebody something in my head, I'm giving it to oh, them. Oh, yeah. That's forget it. Goodbye. Yeah. And then if I ever get it back, it's like, wow, that was cool. But if I don't, then it's like, it, it's no big deal because I didn't expect it to come yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. I, I, this is... Absolutely. There's no such thing as a loan. No, I agree. You yeah. have to gift exactly. things. And even loan time, loan effort, that kind of thing. It's a gift, right? You mm -hmm. have to let it go. Yep. Is karma an energy? Wow. Wow. I don't know if it is. I think maybe it is an energy. Maybe karma is an energy. I think, I think what we put out, we get back. So that's energy. Mm. So it could possibly be an energy. Interesting. I think it's a gift. I can tell you that. How so? Well, I I believe that there are some people who are. Um, I I believe there's we're all over the board. Some people are really really fine, good, caring, honest, mm -hmm. good people, inherently good. And I believe there are some people who really are not. They are evil. I think there are some people who, who, and it doesn't matter why, but sometimes they are evil. Yes. Um, there is evil in the world. Mm -hmm. And then there are some people who are just mean. They're just meaner than hell. Yeah. And and who knows why? You know, who knows what happened to them to got them to the mean point? I, I don't know. So I think that, and maybe it's karma that keeps them mean. Hell, I don't know. Maybe they just keep being mean and then they get bad reactions mm -hmm. and responses yeah. Yeah. and they're creating this big, ugly circle. Yeah. It's no, no escaping that circle. Except that there is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Except that there is. Yes. Yeah. Um, but that's a choice. Yes. Whether they figured that out yet or not, I don't know. But I, I think karma might be an energy. I think it might be. I like to think it is. I like to think if I put out good, I get good. That's karma to me. And it's logical in a way. Yeah. I mean, it's logical, but also you, then the function of that is, yeah, I think it's it. Well, it's a good question. Yeah, it is. It's a very good question. It's a big question. I have a lot of big questions in here. A lot of mostly big questions. Yes, I see that. <laughs> and it depends on how they, there's an interesting act, it's evolution for me, at least, or the, my, the experience is the way the questions come, which question comes after the other question depends mm -hmm. on it. And yeah. then also the person's own life experience, Yes, how they read the question. So it's, there's 444 times 444. Exactly. As far as I can tell. Yeah. It's an, almost an infinite number. Yes. Do you ever forgive yourself? I do. Um, I do forgive myself. Maybe not as quickly as I should. Sometimes I will pack that around for a little while. But again, that goes back to regrets. Mm -hmm. So typically, typically what I do is I try to figure out what I did to create what I did. <laughs> um, and then figure out how I could have done it differently and um, and move on. It, it, you know, I, I think we have to figure it out, and I don't think it serves to beat ourselves up. I think that just takes us further down, and then I think we're 
think we're in a, then we get into an ugly cycle that maybe will just create more ugliness. I, I, you know, if it happens once, you get to forgive yourself. If it mm-hmm. happens twice, you have to take a big look because now you got a problem. That's my th- belief. So yeah, I forgive myself. I do. Sometimes it's um, sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes what we do is big. I um, I had an ex husband who got a brain disease, and I hung in there with him as long as I could. And one day he was he was different. He became somebody different, and he physically abused me, and I ended it. My goal was to take care of him until he died because he was the love of my life. And I couldn't fulfill that. And Mm. I still struggle with that a little bit. And I have to remind myself that I did the very best I could at the time. Yeah. Um, But I still have pain. I think I have forgiven myself, but I still have pain about it. It's still sad. Passed away. Mm -hmm. No, he didn't pass away. No, he's still alive. He's just um, a different person. Yeah. Somebody totally different, and it's not his fault. Um, he didn't do anything to create that. Well, maybe. You know, people sometimes drink too much. and Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. <clears throat> we just know that things happen sometimes. So that wasn't the hardest one I've ever had to come to terms with. Mm, yeah, that would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you let go or do you hang on? Do you, you, I mean, you, I don't believe you can allow yourself to be abused, no matter what the reason. Um, Anyway, I, that's been my big struggle. Yeah, that's that's a big one. It was a hard one. Yeah. Yeah, we have to go to the next question. Yeah, let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> What's more valuable, today or a thousand tomorrows? Today. That's great. I, it, it, I had a, This question came up yesterday. It was a totally different answer. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure everybody great. has their own answers. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I love it. And it's And every answer is beautiful. Like, I'm convinced of every answer. Like everyone I hear, I'm like, absolutely, I love that. <laughs> I'm, I'm never in conflict, really, with with people's say their views, right? They're sharing. It's just, it's amazing. Describe the feeling of letting go of the past. We're getting some. I know. You get some me, themes here. I know. Interesting. Um, describe the feeling of letting go of the past. Letting well, maybe go. that is it. You know, letting go of what you know the having to leave the husband. Yeah. Or something like that. Or letting go. I remember when I had, when I, we'd been to a party with people about our age and they all had grown children who were talking about, well, they're this success and this and they're doing that and they're kids. And, and I, and Sarah, my daughter can't have kids. And so, um, I mean, she's too old now anyway, but so I had to, I had to, well, it hit me like, it hit me hard. Yeah. And I came wow. home and cried and cried and cried. And my husband said, she's alive why are you crying and i said i have had to let go of my daughter as she was Mm -hmm. this is a totally different person um and that was that was a hard let go but it's critical so i think letting go is freeing um i think it feels like a weight comes off of your chest that's where i carry mine not on my shoulders in my chest um i think it's i think it's it brings joy, and I think it is it medicinal. Joy. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. There are a lot of people really carrying the past around. Um, I mean. I know. It's a real thing. I know, and it's tragic. Just a reminder, you know, to people listening, let it go. 
if you don't, if people don't let go, it will absolutely destroy them. And, and one of the things that is true is that how we parent is different than how our parents were parented. So they were parented in a way that was not necessarily all that healthy, in my view. And so, so we have my parents parenting me, and they did their best. I mean, I had good parents, but there were some things that were that they did because of how they were parented. Yeah. So I, I actually know a person who was horribly brutalized as a child, just to the point of, I mean, it wouldn't make your heart break, but he is, um, he can't let go and he's kind of a monster. And I don't think that that's all that uncommon when we don't let go of things because I think that festers and I think it gets uglier and uglier as we go and I think it shows itself in every piece of life. And I think we absolutely sabotage ourselves when that happens. So, I, so letting go is critical. We yeah. have to let go. We we have to. Yeah. How figure out how to do it? I don't, and it, who knows what that is? But it's got to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Or it'll destroy people. I've seen it. We've all seen it. I know. <clears throat> Regarding people in need, what do you think they need the most? Oh, I think they need kindness and acceptance. The most and mm. understanding. I think we can't judge them. I think that's critical. And we talked about the homeless people, right? Which mm -hmm. is, yep, the homeless and the and the ill and the, and, the, and my daughter and yeah, she's in yeah. need. I mean, hard to you know. Yeah, you might see your daughter on the street as a stranger and make some assumptions. Well, you would make assumptions, right? She says when she goes to the grocery store, people will look at her basket like, "Are you getting things that make you fatter?" Yeah, she's and I. I was in the pharmacy actually last week picking up a prescription and I had to wait for it and I was just sitting there waiting in this old old guy and oh my god I'm he probably didn't even smell good he was he was unshaven and he was crippled and he was you he's somebody you would see living on the street but he could hardly talk and he's carrying his oxygen and I couldn't even hear what he asked for but the the gal at the counter was curt and over on the wall, and I just I said, "Can I help you find this? Let me help you." He couldn't even he couldn't even talk to tell me. I mean, his his words were so quiet. And so I looked at the gal, and she told me he was looking for um, the strips for his diabetes, the the oh, alcohol pads. Okay. So I I go over there, and and then I get I get another person because there's only one size or type. And I say, "Well," and I said to her, "Is this all you have?" And she said, "No, there's more over in first aid." And so we went to first aid. And I said, okay, this one costs this much. And if you buy these, then you get second 50% off. So I went to the whole thing with him. And I just looked at him. Oh, and and he all he could do was shake his head. And and I just thought to myself, she she's doing her job. She can't stop what she's doing and go help him. But but I, I did. And I would have. And that's the way we should be. That's what I think. And when he left, he smiled at me in his little pitiful way and Shuffle on. It's what we have to do. You have to remember we're all humans. Yeah. Imagine that guy just trying to get out of bed in the morning. I can't even. I can't even imagine. Yeah. It just broke my heart. Is there someone you no longer speak to because you got angry with them? Yeah. Yeah. There's just no reason to. Sometimes we can't be friends with everybody. Sometimes we have to simply walk away. Um... And it's not bad to walk away from people. I think it's healthier to, 
to simply say this isn't working and walk away and let it go than to continue and and um I think if if I'm angry enough to walk away that's a, it there's just there's a big deal that's happened hmm. a big deal cuz I don't I think people are not disposable I don't walk away very often maybe twice in my life have I walked away I even if I date a man he's even I even still have a friendship with him afterwards I just think people are valuable hmm. I do I don't think we get to dispose of them but but there are sometimes to save yourself and to not destroy the other person we have to simply say this isn't working I have to go now and then let go and let go yeah that's great advice I think when you're younger that's harder to understand oh I believe it is yeah right I, th yeah. I think you know when you're when you're younger you don't know when to get out of a, a friendship a relationship mm -hmm. uh, etc yep or so. a person who's toxic in your life is there anyone you can think of with whom you could share ideas about acceptance? Probably so. Probably. I don't know that I would. People have to learn their own lessons their own ways. <laughs> and then how, how would it be perceived? You right. know? That's the other part of it. They'd have to be willing to listen. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe if they're not really into acceptance, they may not be open. Yeah. Here we go. When was the last, oh, okay, we kind of covered this, but it's good. When was the last time you donated time, money, or care? I, it's, yeah, I think, just yeah. yeah. We'll just move on. Yeah. Keep bringing a ding. It's coming from. Have we evolved or is there something more? Oh my gosh, I hope there's something more. I think we do evolve. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not sure it's forward. <laughs> I think we evolved laterally or i don't know <laughs> i hope i just pray to god there's more because i think there has to be i don't i don't think that as humans we're i don't think right now we need to be all that proud of ourselves i think we um i think we have a long long way to go but i think we've made progress in so much as okay i can tell you my mother is deceased and she as a child was molested by a family member i have I know other people who have been molested by family members, and I think that has become public. People talk about it now. Yes. And they say they get to speak out and they get to say it. And I think that, that just that little teeny tiny piece of, of evolution is critical. So I, I think we're getting there. Mm -hmm. I think we have a long way to go. We've met quite a few people in the jar that have been molested by, by family. I have or, no doubt. And, I have no doubt. And the impact is tremendous to people's lives um it's really devastating it's just devastating yeah i couldn't even the word i couldn't even find the word right it's just devastating to a person's psyche their soul to their everything yeah i did a did a training with a company about 30 years ago and actually ended up working for the company and becoming one of their lesser instructors um maybe 40 years ago hell i don't know i was in the training and there were 15 women and I was the only woman who had not been molested. The only woman out of 15 in that, in that training. That staggered me. And there were men who'd been molested too. And the training was devised to, so that it was confidential and no one would ever share anyone else's right. experiences. And that's why they were able to, to actually talk about it. But it was, I, I, there's no words for me to describe what experience was listening to these people and their stories. So yeah, we have a long way to go. 
Agree. What is the power of prayer? I think the power of prayer is it's endless. I think it's magic. I think it's I think it's hard because we know what we want and here we go back to the expectations. So I think we have to remember that we don't get to choose what prayers are answered. Um I, I think it's I think I think it's probably the most powerful part of our life. I can tell you that when my daughter was about to die, I said, God, <laughs> she was laying on the table in the, in the neurosurgeon's office. We were trying to decide if we were going to take her to San Francisco, Seattle, Salt Lake, or do the surgery in Boise. We were, she was just laying there like a little sad person. And I remember saying, God, I just need to keep her. I don't care if she's still blind. And if I can't keep her, then I need to know why. And it, remember, this was the 23rd of December. I was cooking Christmas dinner for family and friends. And I, at that moment, knew without any hesitation that she was going to live. And I, I had no doubt, no doubt whatsoever. And my family said, what are we to do about Christmas? And I said, I'm cooking. And they looked at each other like I was crazy. <laughs> and I sure. said, I'm cooking. Sarah, we'll, we'll be fine. So I think, um, I think, it's all powerful. We just don't get to choose. We don't get to choose. Mm-mm. Ooh, I gave you two. I, I, you got a backup. Yeah, we got a back. Great wisdom so far. I just want to say, Duffy, great, great conversation for me. Thank you. I love it. Do people hide the real truth of the source of their pain? They can. I think. I think sometimes we have to. Um, just in it's self-preservation. I don't I don't I don't think everybody does. And I think if they feel safe, if they're in a safe environment, they can talk about it. But I don't think um I don't think most people just spit it out. I think it has to be. I think it's conditional. Mm. I think so. Because why? You know, it's like it doesn't matter what the source of my pain is. I mean, it's nice now to talk about it. It's nice to talk about it. And, and I, think, I think, if I can say this, one of the reasons I agreed to do this was because I remember thinking, if I just had someone else who'd been through something like this and could say things to me that would help, it would have made it so much easier mm -hmm. because it right. was a hard journey. And, and so let me take a minute right now and say that um, lack of knowledge was painful for me. and. Um, and at one point during the journey, we were, because we had to have MRIs every few months to see if the tumor was growing back because they didn't get it all. And of course it did grow back because, you know, that's life. And it grew back inoperable. But I remember at one point thinking, it doesn't matter what the answer is. It didn't matter. It didn't matter if it was growing back. It didn't matter if it wasn't growing back. Because the bottom line is, we would deal with whatever we got. And that was so Wow. critical for me yeah. to realize that it took it took all the angst out of yeah, it yeah. and it was like okay we'll just deal with it because we wouldn't and we did and we do now i wish someone would have said that to me immediately or before or after if i'd heard that and maybe i would have to have heard it two or three times but I, yeah i'm not sure you would have <laughs> you would have gotten, <laughs> yeah, gotten know. you know understood what that meant until you're this on you're on this part of the you're on this side of the journey yeah 
and it was powerful. I have a good friend whose daughter was um, ill, and they took her to the emergency room, and they didn't know what was wrong, but they, they believed she was in critical trouble. And she said, I just said to myself, what would Duffy do? And she said, I realized that what, because I had told her this story, she said, I realized that the most important thing I could do was to remain calm for my daughter and let her know we would handle whatever would come up mm. because we would. And that's what she said to her daughter. You know what? We're going to handle whatever it is. So you just hang in. I'm right here with you. We'll handle this. It was huge for me. I don't know if I was a little bit off topic or not, but there you go. Powerful. I like it. Where does love reside? In our hearts, our souls, our minds, somewhere in our bodies? Yes. Everywhere. I think, if, I think everywhere. Yeah. I think if we love, we love. We love with everything. Mm. Is it good to challenge our faith? I think we get that. I think it's life. I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't even know if it helps to put a, a good or bad title on it. I think, I know my faith is challenged. Um, it's pretty strong. But it occasionally gets challenged. The brain tumor didn't challenge it. I still believed in God. I remember one day I was driving. She was still in intensive care. I was driving to see her, and I, because I'd gone home and showered, because, you know, pretty soon you have to do that, or you they kick you out for smelling ripe. And I remember thinking, why? Why? Yeah. And I fell into a black hole, and I promised myself I would never go back, and I haven't. Doesn't matter why. Doesn't matter why. There is no answer uh, to why. It doesn't matter the what. Because you deal with it. Exactly. Exactly. There's no, there's no answer to why. That might be the most powerful lesson, sharing. Okay. I, I mean, for me, listening. Yeah, okay. Th doesn't matter why. Doesn't matter why. And you can. The black hole, I could see easily. Mm -hmm. I can even that tell you why I was driving. It was just... I mean, that's a self-pity, uh -huh. loathing, mm -hmm. holy mm -hmm. shit, you're going to not come out of that... And vortex. it's endless. It's an endless it's a vortex, hole. right? Yeah. That's just a uh -huh. a spiraling black hole. Yeah. Because there is no answer to that. There is none. No. So I didn't go there. It was it it was consuming me. I could almost feel myself, and I could I could I just couldn't go there. I could not. I couldn't I couldn't do it. And so I haven't gone back about anything. Doesn't matter what the yeah. What a great what lesson. Is. Yeah. <clears throat> I've had a lot. This tumor has been very very informative for me. It's it's been a my daughter didn't get a tumor by accident, and why she's the one that had the tumor, I'm not sure. But again, it doesn't matter. It's just what it is, and it's been powerful for me. It's, yeah, very, very powerful. What can you do to help the next person you meet feel the warmth of your open heart? Well... I do things like, as odd as it is, I talk to strangers in the grocery store. I, if you can always, I believe you can always find something positive to say about somebody, always. So when I meet a customer in the grocery store, I will always, always say something that is positive. Oh my gosh, I love your haircut. All oh, that color looks beautiful on you. I don't care. What a beautiful smile. I, I, I talk to strangers. I, I work at saying something positive. And if nothing else, Smile at them with love in your heart because it comes out through your eyes. It does. You feel it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, people. You know what to do. <clears throat> Smile. Show that open heart. Show it naked. It, exactly. In, in, a, in a theological, not a theological way. <laughs> emotional. Yeah. yeah. Emotion. Can we create our own karma? Absolutely. 
That's what we do every day. I believe we're creating our own karma. Every day. Every I, day. I like, that's just so true, right? That's like pretty much nonstop. I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Can you share with us a need you're aware of that's right outside your front door? You're probably not talking about my yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Not a, I don't think in a literal sense. No, I, yeah. <laughs> but I immediately went to my backyard. Yeah, I've been working on it. I haven't been to your house. I don't know why. I haven't been to your house, so I don't know. No, it's, I'm, it's, I've got, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, just joking. Um, it's almost impossible not to. I mean, it's, where do you want me to go? There's so many. You know, you drive down the road, you see the homeless on the corners. That's a need. Um, I had a neighbor who, who had a lot of need, and, and the other neighbors pitched in, and I always felt kind of bad because I, just keep going to work and they're mostly retired so they helped her um you know i think everybody needs to have somebody just smile i think i mm. think think as humans and i think if these are hard times so i think just taking the time to smile or like the, my little guy at the store at the pharmacy it just be aware of other people i think it's critical i i i know that when i'm challenged for whatever reason when I get outside of myself and I do something for someone else, everything is better. I don't care if it's hold the door, help the old man, go to the rest home and read to somebody. I don't care what it is. Um, I think when we get outside of ourselves, the whole world gets better. I believe that. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I was, I was walking home the other night from dinner <clears throat> and it was a little bit dark. It's dark and a little bit rainy. And I got to a corner and there was a car, you know, going to cross my path. So I kind of, I stopped. I, you know, normally I want to let the car have that chance to go. I don't really want to walk in front of a car mm -hmm. and, and even if they're going to stop. And, and I kind of, you know, it's kind of one of the, where we were meeting at, at this the accident rate. And I stopped quite a bit short of the street and, and he kind of kept going and he, and they stopped halfway through when he saw me standing on the corner, because it was in a black jacket and stuff. It's night. And, and I think he was like, oh my goodness, you know, there's a, there's a walk person walking and he stopped and he rolled down his, and I kind of waved him on and he stopped and he rolled down his window and he said, I'm so sorry. I didn't see you. And I was like, I, but I wasn't even, even close to the street. Right. And I just waved and smiled. I thought, what a nice, wasn't it nice to hear that though? Like, like he was really felt bad. Like he's like, I'm sorry. I didn't see you. And I, and I thought, what a good human. Mm -hmm. What a yeah. great guy. Yeah. It was kind of nice. Huh? Yeah. He didn't just drive on and just, you know, blow you off. Yeah, blow it off. He just thought, you know, he's like, hey, I'm sorry. So, don't really need to be sorry. Reach out. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's but not it's not that just, hard. Yeah. But it was, took nothing from him. And he probably felt great. Yeah. Yeah. He I'm probably sure. thought, whoa. He probably scared you because he almost didn't see you. Yeah, he didn't see me. And he could, and had I just kept walking, you know, but I've, he would have seen me because yeah. I stopped quite a Maybe bit short of the sidewalk. <laughs> he would have been very sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is there something you didn't do that you still remember and regret from time to time? I'm not that regret kind yeah, of person. Let's keep sorry. going. Forget it. There's yeah. no, no <laughs> Probably a lot of things, but I'm not going <laughs> to. I can't I remember. Can't go back. Why can't yeah. go back? So why? Oh, I love it. What's something you. Okay. Then, oh, goodness gracious. On the flip side of this. This is great. What's something you did for someone you feel good about? Well, you just heard my little story about the pharmacy guy. Yeah, that is really good. <clears throat> We're not a worry person, but this will still ask it. Do you worry more about the future, past or future? 
Honestly, the only worry that I have, a legitimate worry, is my daughter. Yeah. I worry about her health. I worry about how she sit. My daughter has muscle spasms that will take a quarter of her body and she will literally be stretched and she can't move sometimes for an hour and it'll leave her bruised and they can't find out what's causing this. And I, I worry, I worry that she'll give up someday. That's my worry. I do her meds for her and I only give her a week at a time because she takes some pretty good meds and I, I worry that she'll just say, I can't do this anymore. I wouldn't blame her. She's been yeah. through way too much, but she's, and she's tough. She's, she's, she's good stock. She's tough. She can still laugh about her. So. Goodness. I know. So that's my worry. That's probably my only real worry. Mm. Worries, worry just doesn't work. Doesn't. Concern maybe, right? Or just, I don't know if it's a worry or a concern. That's well, a worry. For my daughter, it's a worry. That's but, a worry. But other things, I, I just don't, I, I don't, to me, worry, regret, there's a whole bunch of words that all fit in the same plot and they need to have a lid put on them and, and leave them sitting on the shelf. They don't. I love that. So that's, some, that's some great advice right there. Speaking for yourself, does giving your love, hope, and prayer count as service? Or do you think service is more than that? Does well, love... I think that's part of it. I think it can be part of it. I think that, um, I think, I think it's part of it, but I don't think it's all of it. I think, I think it's, I think it has to be part of it. Um, if you don't, if you don't give love and, and, you know, there's, love's a huge spectrum. So love can be as simple as what I felt for that poor little man in the pharmacy. Mm. Um, or what I feel for my daughter. I mean, that's, you know, and then there's all in between. I mean, it's. So love is, um, yeah, for my little Bella, for my little dog. I love my little dog. Yeah. She's my baby. So love is, um, it's part of it. I think it, um, I think it counts as service, and I think you can't hardly have service without it. That's what I think. You can't have service. Oh, I like that. Where does acceptance begin? With ourselves. I hope nobody, I hope, I hope you're just such a simple answer, but powerful answer. And I you know, hope nobody misses that. You know, we really have to learn to to love ourselves, accept ourselves. We do. Or how can we love anybody else? Oh, for your career, I think uh -huh. this is a great, uh, okay. a great. Well, and there could be other things in life, but do you break down goals into small parts, like t little todays? I do, um, but I'm pretty practical about that sort of thing. I I keep a schedule obviously, every day. And um, then when I get to the office, my gal has already printed it and put it on my desk. Um, and and then we add to it, of course, because that's, you know, people still have <laughs> heavy life, things. Life happens. Yeah, life keeps <laughs> lifing. Um, I'm not a... First of all, I believe that if you don't have a plan, it's kind of like, I'm going to drive to New York City. How are you going to get there? I don't know. I'm just going to get in the car. Well, you probably would get there, but... It would look a lot different than if you had a plan. So I do plan. I just don't maybe plan like a lot of people. My plans are mostly um, daily and short-term. However, I do have long-term plans, and I have done long-term planning. That's just not where my main focus is. But quite a few young, younger people, uh, no daily schedule, don't like to plan. 
Well, it's kind of like thinking about going to New York. They'll get there, but it may take them a lot longer than <laughs> just taking out a map or taking out Google or whatever. <laughs> okay, you know who you are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Does the beginning of a new day excite you or overwhelm you? Neither, both. I don't. I don't know that it does either. Um, I think it, you know, I think about what's going to happen in the day. Sometimes I think, oh, no, <laughs> depending upon what's happening that day. Yeah. Sometimes it excites me. I think, you know, I think it does everything. You know, I think it just depends on what I have planned for the day yeah. because, because I do plan. And then, of course, there's the Twilight Zone days because we have those too. Monday was a Twilight Zone day. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Saturday now. We're we're out of the twilight zone. Yes. Has someone close to you ever hurt you, and how? And of course, did you forgive them? Everybody, everybody gets hurt. It's part of life. Everybody gets disappointed. It's part of life. You know how? You know, did they hit me? Probably not. Did they tell me something that wasn't true? Probably so. Hey. <laughs> You can't go through life and not get hurt. Hmm. If you do, you're you're a sad person because you've shelled off to the point where you can't be hurt. You 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 get to be hurt. You get to be loved. You get to have all the emotions. A pie. It's like a pie. On that pie, there are more than eight pieces. Obviously, it's one of those big pies, and your life is going to have many many things in it. So, a piece of the pie is going to be hurt. A piece of the pie is going to be absolute joy. It's just all going to be part of it. Pretty basic. Enjoy the pie. Exactly. All of it. And and the parts that hurt you will make you really appreciate the parts that don't hurt you. Absolutely. That's what I mean. Yeah. Enjoy the whole pie, right? Exactly. Sometimes you got to eat the piece you don't like. What's the one thing you look forward to in life as you get older? Well, I can tell you it's not watching my skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. What do I look forward to? I look forward to... I know this is going to sound a little bit weird, but there is a part of me that looks forward to the time when we get to know all the answers. I want to know the answers. I really do. I want to know. And I believe that's not going to happen until I die. I believe it will happen when I die, and I'm not going to do anything to rush that. I love working. So some people say, I want to work. I'm tired of working. I want to do whatever I want to do. Well, working is what I want to do. That's why I'm still working. Well, you've got a great career, um, honestly. I love what I do. Yeah. And it's a I, great I, so, so I guess if I have to say, I look forward to continuing to work mm -hmm. because that's, I mean, I love it. It's, it's fulfilling. And finding the answers. I like that too. Yeah. Like you said, not in a rush. No, not in a rush. But, but that's really a day on my, that's a, that's a highlight of my, of that day will be. To find the answers. Yeah, then I know the answers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I have a lot of questions I don't even know I have. Oh, yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, you don't know the questions huh? to ask. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, it'll be kind of cool. Is your heart more open now than when you were younger or more closed? The younger versus... <gasps> no, the answer to that question. I think it's... I think it's different. I think it's open different. I think that, um, I think we're more vulnerable when we're young. I think we maybe are a little more 
I think it's easier to love. And so I don't even know if that's true. Um, I think it changes. I don't think it's more open or closed. I think it's different. I think that, um, well, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I think I've always loved. I don't, I don't remember a time when I didn't feel like I was able to love. I mean, I've always, I've always felt like I've always been able to love. I don't remember any time where I thought I couldn't love. I've always, um, I, you know, I had a pretty good childhood too. Perfect. Oh, hell no, but really pretty good. And so that I think makes a big difference in your ability to love. I don't, I know my parents loved me. Were they perfect? No, God, no, they weren't perfect, but they were, but they were loving. So I think, I just think I've always been able to love and I'm thankful for that. I know some people who can't love and that is sad, mm. but I think, I don't, I, I don't know if I know a difference. I, I love differently than I did. Yeah. I like that. I like that view, that angle, which is it's different now. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is. Yeah. I'd agree. Yeah. Let's see where the jar goes now. We're not going to go through the whole jar, right? I will eventually. Oh my god. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're not leaving until we're not leaving until we get through all four hundred and forty. So you better you should pick up the pace. I guess I should. We'll do we'll do yes and no answers from now on. Here's your here's your first yes or no. Is it possible to teach acceptance of others? Oh, that's not a yes or no. I think it probably is. I think I think we have to learn it our own hard way. I don't think we learn that easily. I think we have to experience everything that goes with it, and then I think we get there. Yeah, I think I, I think we can. I don't think you can learn life in a book. No, no. It's I'd say life is a contact sport. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's a kind of you need to keep your helmet on, uh-huh. and you need to keep your your head on a swivel, and keep keep your eyes open. You just don't know who's who's going to hit you from which angle. I know. Let's just keep your helmet on, your mouth guard on, your uh-huh. mouth guard in place, uh-huh. and just be ready. What's the photo on your fridge that makes you smile? My ex-husband in a beekeeper outfit. He was a beekeeper for a while. And he um, is there with his white garb on and his hat. And I look at it and it makes me smile. That's a pretty silly one, but it's true. Yeah, it's a, I love that question. I think that there's a couple of questions you've got, which are the first timers. Questions I haven't, we haven't yeah. had pulled yet. Yeah. Um, this will be fun. I think it'll be great fun to see eventually when the jar, if we, uh, assuming we get a nice following and if we get some real rabid followers, they'll go back and try to figure out what questions are remaining. Ah, okay. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I think there'll be yeah. at some at some point there'll be somebody going back and listening to every episode and writing the questions and then seeing which ones have been asked. And then suggesting new ones too. You'll have people who do that. That's a great idea. I'd love to see suggestions for for new ones. I'm gonna talk about that today in the in the van. Okay. Do you ever feel stuck in the past? No. I don't. That's not my thing. Yeah, yeah I just I think do you believe in helping others? Absolutely. You know that. Yeah, we're, yeah, it's up. This is interesting. So, some of the questions, the things, you know, that will narrow mm-hmm. uh, as you, because your answers are quite reflective. How much do you reflect on your day? I do. I mean, that's, that's one of the things I do is, you know, how did I do? What did I do? Okay, yeah, we talked, you kind of covered yeah. that a little bit yeah. earlier. 
Who do you need to forgive from your past? I, I don't know. I'd have to. Hard, I don't know that I've not forgiven people from my past. I'd have to really think about that a long and hard. Yeah, I, I, I thought your answer would have been quite straight on that. Yeah, just done. I can't think of it. Yeah, not carrying any. Uh. Uh-uh. Not carrying anything. Well, that's so you're in a good place. Does God have faith in us? I hope he has a really good sense of humor. I think he does. If we'd all be dead, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he does or not. I, I think he has to, or we really would all be dead by now, or whatever he would decide we'd have. But yeah, I think he does. I think we disappoint him a lot, but I think he also knows. Oh, by the way, they're human, and we are. I said, gotta have a sense of humor if you're God. Yeah. Have you ever thought of something you wanted to have happen, and it did? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. We create what we get, don't we? I don't know. I think we do. We can't make everything exactly the way we want it, but I think we create our lives. So, sure, you bet. That's an easy man, one. Like a manifestation. Exactly, mm. yeah. See, it's easy for you. It's so obvious for you. But it's not so obvious for everybody. I believe that. And I, I'm sure at some point it wasn't obvious for me. Um, maybe, maybe not. And I, and I think a lot of that goes back to faith. And, and when I say I have a potty mouth, it's true. I mean, I, I don't have any problem at all saying, fuck. I mean, I don't. I, there are things I won't say. I, won't, I don't say yeah. the Lord's name in vain. But um, I think I have always had a strong, strong faith, believed in prayer. Um, and I remember as a small child even reading the story about the mustard seed in the Bible. And boy, that stuck with me forever. My whole life that stuck with me. So I think, I think people who struggle, and, and, and I'm not what you would call a Jesus freak. I'm not. Um, but I think people who struggle with things, I think if they would just get on their knees and spend a little more time there, I think their whole life would be easier. Because I think that's where I've gotten my strength. And um, I, just, I just think that's what works. I mean, it does. What's your biggest fear that may keep you from your dreams? I don't. I, when, I get, when I sign a contract for my office, our lease agreement. One of the things I put in my lease agreement is that if something happens to my daughter, I want to be let out of my lease instantly because I don't know how I will be when she passes, if she passes before me. So that's, that would be life-changing for me. It will be, it'll be something I'm going to have to spend a lot of time on my knees about. I know that. It will be, um, it'll be life-altering for me. That will you go to the why? No, I won't go to the why. I'll just go to my knees. And that's the only, that will be the only reprieve I have from the pain. <clears throat> and, and, and then there'll be a part of me that also knows that, I don't ha- that she won't have to suffer. Because she does suffer. And the selfish part of me will say, and I don't have to watch her suffer anymore. Because that's hard on me. So that probably is the, what keeps me from my dreams. Do you think she's fighting for you? I mean, would she have given up if it's just herself? Or do you think she's... Maybe, but I don't think so. She's, she's made a strong stock. Excuse me. She's got my mother in her and she's got me. And we're, we're strong women. We are. We're good. We're good women, but we're strong women. Well, that's, uh, yeah. 
I don't think strong is not strong is not bad. No, some people I know have a problem with it, but that would be their problem. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that sounds like their problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think that's your problem. No, and if you're strong, it's definitely not my problem. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like even, even the the irony of that is, yeah, you know, I care even less. Yeah, exactly. What you think? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I hate strong women. Yeah. Well, the irony is, we really don't care. Yeah. Handle it. <laughs> yeah. Deal with it. Huh? Is it possible to teach self-love? I think it is. I I think that um, I think a lot of people need permission. Uh, it, yeah, I to love themselves, and I think they can. I think that can be learned. You need permission. Mm-hmm. I had to have permission. I think I think we have to give ourselves permission to do many things that we do, unless we were raised with that permission. If we were raised with permission to love ourselves, then we we already do. Yes. If we were, I believe, if we were not, I think we have to learn to give ourselves permission. I don't think it, I don't think it just comes naturally. And I think as parents, some parents, I'm astounded at how some parents miss that. It's like, really? But I think, I think a lot of parents do. And I think because of that, a lot of people don't love themselves. And I, and I, I think they can learn to. I believe they can. They just have to, hello, tell me, you know, make me believe, make me understand, tell me how. I don't know that everybody knows how to do that, and it's sad. I, yeah, that by example, and even the words we, we, we say around children about them or about mm-hmm. each other has such an impact. And mm-hmm. I think that can create a lot of doubt about love mm-hmm. and, and self-love. And going and even going back to when we talked about ch- children who are molested, those children, I believe, don't. I don't think they even know what self love means because oh. they've just been so devastated. So I, I think, you know, for me, the irony is this: if you're going to drive a car, you have to take a test and you have to be proven to be fit to drive a car. <laughs> and yet, anybody can raise a child. And I, it, I, I think, what the fuck is wrong with our society? Yeah. Who would who would do that? And I'm not saying stop people from having kids. I don't know how you do that, but but parenting is the most critical job there is on this earth. I mean, I believe it really it is, is the most important job on the planet, and it's the hardest with zero training. Exactly. Except, oh, by the way, we have all this stuff we were raised with, so we're bringing that into this. You know, we everybody I'm sure can say when I have kids, when I have kids, I'm not going to blah blah blah. Well, the truth is, sometimes we do. I remember thinking I'm never going to wash my daughter's mouth out with soap, oh, yeah. and one day I did, and I felt like a monster. I said, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that to my daughter," and I never did it again. <laughs> I mean, at the time, I and I didn't really. I mean, I just put a little bit of soap in her mouth, but and because of her brain tumor, she doesn't remember which is lucky me. Awesome. Right? Yeah, good, yeah. She only remembers the good mom. I know, true. <laughs> she thinks I'm perfect. It's, it's wonderful. But I think that we really have to oh. take parenting seriously, and I don't think we do as humans. I think we if, we, if you'd say to me, what is it one area where we fail in this world as a human? I'd say it's parenting. Because mm-hmm. it's so critical. That's the hardest job on the planet. And the most important. Yeah. What exactly is compassion? Compassion. I think compassion is caring and feeling and and empathizing with other people and not judging them. 
Hmm. That's what I think. That's great. Can you tell us about your last love? I can. Um, let's see. He's, um, he's really uh, just a, a sweet, sweet man. He, um, he, he lacks the ability to allow himself to be loved, which is really sad. Um, he's, you know, the, the feeling about the love, it was, um, it, it is, it is. I still love him. I mean, you know, I don't think we ever quit loving anybody if we love them. I believe that. Um, and I, I just think he's, a. I don't know what you want me to say here about, is it how I feel or, you know what? I, it's, it's a sad thing when you see someone who wants to love so badly that they slip and let their love show and then they pull back. And that's what my last love does. And it isn't, it's his history. Um, it, you know, it's hard to love somebody who doesn't totally let you in. It's hard. Yeah, I know. So, yep. Yeah. And, and, and so, that, so then I feel like I will still love him because that's what I believe. And I feel sadness that he can't allow himself to, and not just him. He's not the only one in the world. There's a lot of people who can't allow themselves to love. And again, I believe it comes back to self-love, which comes back from childhood. I think, I think I hate this question. I think I'm going to move on. I, so in, in the, um, in the letters to God, so the, the book I wrote, uh, when I talk about love, talk about self-love being the basis, right? I have to have that. And then you can love somebody else. Mm -hmm. And the third step to that is learning to accept love, mm -hmm. to being loved. Mm -hmm. And I think I think they're building blocks. I agree. And I agree. I don't think everybody can, can't get there. You can't. You can't. So because probably what it is is he either doesn't love himself or he hasn't. But if he feels like he's loving you, showing that there still might be a piece missing in that in that foundation. I think so, and I don't. And I don't think we can. I don't think we can do it for the other person. I think we can show and be patient and understanding and not critical and still let them know they're loved, but they still have to do the work. They have to we do can't the work. do it they for them. They have to put that work in to find yeah. a way to love themselves, accept, accept themselves, forgive yeah. themselves. Yeah. Even it might go back to the past, right? Well, I'm sure it does. Something yeah. they're, not, mean, they're not forgiving themselves about. Yeah, or 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 forgiving somebody else. Exactly, Let something go. Mm -hmm. It's hurting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it, I think it comes down to hurt. I think you're right. And, and when I think about this particular person, that's what I, you know, you you can just trace it. And I think with anybody, you can with few steps aside, you can almost trace it back. Um, and it, just because it maybe seems unreasonable to one person that it would have such an effect on the other person doesn't mean it isn't real for the other person and that's why the not, the not being critical and not judging has to be has to be a component in loving someone who can't let love yeah, in yeah who's really <laughs> struggling is. still yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Patience. just patience and kindness and and understand because it doesn't matter what we think really it's only it's their work to do yeah, we can't it, do it in that case them. I agree that's really their job yeah. Otherwise, we could just get out the magic wand and 
ta-da, it'd be done. Or fairy dust. I, I like fairy dust. Oh, I haven't so. considered that. I, crystal balls and magic wands have been where I focused. Yeah, don't don't discount fairy dust. I won't from now on. <laughs> I got a little bag of it. I need to put. I need a bag in the Can van. Bring it. Yeah. Yeah. I need a bag in the Big van. Bag. Yeah. Oh, is a hopeful mind and heart shareable? I think it is. I think it makes a difference too. I think that's one of the reasons you're doing yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. Because it is. It is shareable and it's critical. Okay. Well, there's one okay. jumping. There's one jumping out we'll of the get, jar. We'll use it. Yeah. This one's it's, just jumping out. Jumping out. out. Have you ever experienced a truth in your heart, but you, but you can't explain it out loud? Mm-hmm. Something you felt in your heart, but you couldn't put words to it. I think I tried because you know that's who I am. I'll just let me say it this way. Let me okay. Let me say it a different way. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I really have or not. I think if if I have one, it would have to be. Um, I think it, that would come down to. Faith in God. I think that's a hard thing to describe to people sometimes. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, this is a great... I think, yeah. yeah. Your relationship with God and then how yeah. to explain it. Yeah. And some people who say that they don't believe in God, there's a part of me that goes, really, you think we created humans? Have you looked at a baby's hands? Have you looked at a leaf? You think... So I, I think probably that would be the... That would be the one... I think. I don't know. I had never considered that before. Oh, that's good. Okay, we've got the prayer thing coming up again. Does prayer steer you toward focusing on the needs of others? Lots of times my prayers are pretty selfish. I pray for other people too, but I think um, I always pray for other people. Almost every prayer starts with someone else, actually, which is intriguing now that I think about that. But isn't that interesting? I hadn't considered that. So I guess the answer to that's yes. <laughs> now, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And I think then I get selfish, you know. Then I, and of course, you know, my daughter. You know, yeah. Everybody doesn't have a daughter with a, a brain tumor survivor. And you know what? Let me give you another little piece. After, after we found the tumor and it came out, um, and then and then it grew back and it grew back inoperable. I was I sent her MRIs everywhere in the world and nobody would operate on it. Nobody would do. Gamma knife, nobody would do anything with it. I had to do regular radiation, and making the decision to radiate my daughter's brain was really, really a hard one. Because, you know, that's like sticking in the microwave. Yeah, that's not fun. Yeah, so um, so we handled it because we already knew by then that that's what you do. And um, it grew bigger with each MRI, and then it just stopped. And, um, and so we're 22 years out. And she's still functional and sweet and funny and caustic and in pain. And she's pretty perfect. Like a regular, regular human. She's a regular human now. Yep. yep. Just perfect. Yeah. Just she's funny because she, you know, doesn't remember stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that has to happen. And she knows it, right? So she's, she I mean, so this is like, it, it's, I mean, once you deal with it, you're, you accept it. It's who, it's well, who I am. Sometimes, though, she'll get really... She'll, no, Mother, that is not true. <laughs> okay, Sarah. I'll just say, okay, Sarah. And then pretty soon she'll go, okay, okay, okay. Okay. So she knows. She, she knows she's um, marginal in some areas. We all know that about ourselves. But she's... Um, sometimes she's totally convinced she's right. 
In fact, we had a phone call from the, you know, the Social Security or whoever, and we have your Social Security yeah. number in Texas, and there's drugs, and oh my God, she called me and she was just frantic. Ah, Mom, you no, Sarah, it's no, Sarah, it's a scam. No, Mom, no, and she believes that stuff, and I have to monitor her pretty regularly. <laughs> so she's a funny little duck. I'd be great to be the person, the scammer, trying to talk to her. Right after, she's believing it. Well, well, after maybe after ten minutes, she forgets the first part of the conversation, yes. and then the the scammer's going, "Are you playing with me?" Uh-huh, yeah. Or they try to call back, and she's going, mm, "Who are you? Who are you?" <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So yeah. Call back for the bank account number, and she's going, "Who are you? Well, I don't remember you. I don't have a bank account." Oh God, that would be classic. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear some of those phone calls. Would <laughs> be someone hysterical. Yeah. Keeping the sense of humor, right? Keep yeah, the sense exactly. of humor about it. Otherwise. It's too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Let's this go. has been interesting. Let's keep going. One more. Okay. There might be one more in there. Dragging, dragging you through. Okay. Let's see. <clears throat> yep. Same. That was the same. Okay. That was one. I think we had almost a repeat exactly. Okay. Good one to finish. Okay. Because I think it's, you know, this one you've answered in some way, shape or form. And, and it's probably a great question for your daughter. Okay. Do you live in the moment? Absolutely. That's all there is. And she does. That'd be a great she question for remember. her, right? Well, she can't great, remember. It's I mean, a great question for her. Yeah. She She's in the moment day. all the time. Oh, she is. Yeah. And I think we all should enjoy the moment and live in the moment. I think it's powerful. Because that's all we have. And not it's guaranteed. easy to say, but it's the truth. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. No, no, we're not. This has been very interesting. Maybe a chance to share any message. I mean, maybe you have a message for your daughter, or maybe you have a message for mothers of, of like yourself. Um, maybe. I could say, don't give up on your kids. I listen to people say things like tough love and, and oh, teenagers. And, and, and my daughter went through a period of time where they told me at one point she was bipolar and then they told me no she's not bipolar she's um she has a personality disorder i've heard everything and the truth is i didn't i didn't ever give up on her i just i didn't believe she was bipolar i didn't believe she was had a personality disorder i didn't believe she was schiz- my own mother said she was schizophrenic because she couldn't she thought she had a dog and she couldn't remember that she didn't have a dog and she didn't have a dog and um and you know, you just, you hang in there and, and you never, ever throw, you throw people away. You just don't throw them away. And especially don't throw your kids away. Just don't do it. I don't care what they do. And, you know, I suppose there's a place for tough love. I, I don't have a child that's on drugs, but I still believe in my heart that if I had had a child that was on drugs, I would not have thrown her away. I think we have to remember that as parents, we, we did our best and we probably sucked. And, and our kids are going to be a reflection of what we've done. And so we, we get to remember that and we get to be humble and we have to never, ever throw our children away and never give up on them. That's, I think, critical. I think it's so important. That's a beautiful message, beautiful sharing. Duffy, you're, you've been a joy to sit with. It's really made my Saturday, <clears throat> really made my Saturday morning pretty bright. Okay, good. I, I got to say, and <laughs> and 
you didn't suck today. Okay, good. You good. didn't suck even a little bit. I kind of thought I would. Um, and I'm sure the video of you is amazing. I'm sure it. You've got a bright, you have a go, bright soul. Oh, she's right. She she is not photogenic. <laughs> oh, but I it's okay. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. Um, I was laughing with with Tony, the, the the other producer, and saying, you know, oh yeah, she thinks she's not photogenic. She hasn't seen photos of me. Uh, yeah, so, well, <laughs> I've uh, seen mine. Thank you. This was quite interesting, and it was it, it was speaking of expectations. I really thought that it would be about just talking about my daughter only. So this was a um, an interesting and pleasant surprise. Yeah, and I wish you tons of luck because I I hope people listen because I think as humans we have a lot to say. Yeah, and I agree. think some of it's important. Real people, real conversations. Uh, this is what we're trying to do. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening, uh, supporting us. Again, Duffy, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for being a guest. Wonderful to meet you. Thank you. Wonderful to meet you. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Jar. If you would like to be one of our guests, please email thejarguest at gmail.com or follow our journey on your favorite social media platforms. See you all on the road.